5: Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Monday. I'm sorry. I am doing my best to sound exciting and enthusiastic about. eh, It's Monday, but it is Monday, and I know it's rainy and dreary. So, my gosh. However, all of that being said, uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to get through this afternoon. There was no. uh, There was no Taylor Swift. Endorsement of Joe Biden. Have you been following any of the interwebs on this? I look. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. There's no question about that. Now, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't give you a nickel for Joe Biden. I wouldn't give you. I I think he's an awful human being. In addition to being just a a miserable excuse for a presidential meat puppet. But but I, I digress. There are some people on our side of the aisle who, uh, well, in all candor, have made us look just bat-crap crazy. Because there has been this thing on the interwebs saying that uh, the the, the whole reason Taylor Swift is with that uh, Travis Kelsey from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs is because there's this plot, huge plot, that is going to have her endorse... Joe Biden at the Super Bowl. And I just thought, listen, I I, yeah, I get it. Conspiracies are absolutely entertaining. I, I do. I understand. They're entertaining. They're, they're fun. Uh, but if we're all going to be part of this, I swear to you, we're going to need way more tinfoil to wrap around our hands. And then I'm watching the Super Bowl, which... For the first time in a long time, let's not kid ourselves, it, it was a good game. I saw John Reed this morning. I don't get to see John all that often. But I saw John today, and he he told me he watched the Super Bowl, which I was... Uh, John's not a football guy, which is just fine. I said, did you... And he's well, oh, I didn't know really what was going on. I said, okay, in case anybody asks you, just tell everybody. Hell of a game, hell of a game. And it was a hell of a game. And Patrick Mahomes, boy, you cannot take anything away from him. He is one excellent player he his ability to run when he needs to run puts him uh head and shoulders above a lot of people now he's still not the goat please don't insult me that is now and i would dare say probably forever forward henceforth but you know we move it on uh tom brady's gonna be the goat and always will be but uh mahomes played one heck of a game he really did uh, I was I was more than upset when I watched that Travis Kelsey act like a complete and total smacked behind, not only yelling at Andy Reid but like putting his hands on Andy Reid. Andy Reid is 109 years old, and it just it's 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 it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Why did they have him up on the podium after that? I'll tell you what, if that were Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick would have pulled his sorry behind right there and said, No, seriously, go, go take your uniform off, man. You're done. But great game. Taylor Swift was able to be there. Fantastic. And I thought some of the commercials were okay. You know, normally we've got Dave Saunders with us. I don't know. We didn't uh, get that slotted this year. Yeah, but you watched him. There were some that I thought that were good, some that I thought were bad uh Matt DeNardo from ABC8 8, 8 News had a good list he was sharing this morning. I was with them on everyone except the uh Arnold Schwarzenegger Danny DeBito one. I didn't think that was nearly as good as some people thought, but some of them were great, absolutely great. There's a lot of discussion as well uh about Jesus If you follow the Super Bowl, apparently it was, I forget the name of the organization, but it was like Jesus Inc. purchased millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, spots. Hmm. Interesting. The Uber Eats spot, I thought, was just brilliant. Did you know they had to change that? Initially, they had somebody who had hives and was clearly having a bad allergic reaction with a jar of peanut butter. And said, Oh, I must have forgotten that peanut butter's main ingredient is peanuts. And the peanut allergy community, I'm not kidding you, the peanut allergy community jumped into action and then Uber Eats backed down on that. Hey, uh, if you you saw something yesterday in the big game, do me a favor, shoot me a note. You know, the uh, Chronic Hair of Richmond text line is always available to you 833 804. 833-804-1140. I'm curious. Did I miss anything there? Did you hear, by the way, Patrick Mahomes? What did Patrick Mahomes say after he won? When they, when they first came over to talk with him? Did you did you happen to notice this? All right, well, do me a favor. Germ. can we do this right out of the gate? Cut number four, please. I just got to give God the glory, man. He, he challenged us to make us better. And I'm proud of my guys, man. This is awesome. It's legendary. I don't know if it's legendary, but before he did anything else, Patrick Mahomes said he, he gave God the glory. I thought that was pretty good. I, I, I did. I, I thought, okay. Because I don't know. I, I'm not a, uh, a Patrick Mahomes fan or detractor. I just, you know, it's Kansas City. I don't really follow it. But I thought that was really touching and a lot of these guys say a lot of things you know that but he does seem to be pretty close to the real deal and and, and my hat is off to him for doing that i i thought that was a uh, a very very good thing oh i i should do this i was into the radio factory today that's why i ran into john reed there and uh i was recording our february edition of the Lieutenant Jamick turn and Blue Friday Honor. No, I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but when you tune in the uh, the final Friday of the month, which is actually coming up pretty soon, uh, you'll hear this great story. Uh, just a, a super, super, super guy. And uh, I went looking for my immediate supervisor, and I couldn't find him anywhere. So I, d- I don't know exactly where he was but I came across, like, a 3x5 card, and I have no idea if I'm really supposed to have the 3x5 card. Because, as you know, nobody tells me anything. I swear to... It's just... Nobody in the house tells me anything. Nobody at the radio fat factory ever tells me anything. Uh, but uh, what it was, was uh, a, a little 3x5 card, like, with Scotch tape on it. Apparently, we are at Politics and Pints going to have, what is it described as, a, a special, special guest. Now, last time when we had former Governor Doug Wilder there, I think he only got one special in the notes. But again, nobody tells me anything, so I don't know, maybe he got two. But this one I found, uh, we are going to have a special, special guest at Politics and Pints. So that should uh, hopefully give you even more incentive to put that uh, date on hold. No, we don't have tickets for sale yet. Well, any day now, I'm telling you, they they got a big, uh, uh a big piece of slate and a chisel, and, and, and Fred and Barney are working on getting those tickets. So it could be any second, I swear to you, as soon as I know, you will know. In fact, you may even know faster than I do, but... Uh, no, so I don't have any details on the the, uh, the sale of tickets, but I do know this. I do know that it is March the 20th. It is March the 20th at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. And you absolutely need to put that on your calendar, block it out. A special, special guest joining us that night. And I... I I'm already getting Facebook messages. I don't know. I don't know. No, I really I don't know. Uh, but as soon as I know, you'll know. And as soon as you know, I'll know. And we'll all be good. But put that date on your calendar, please. Don't do anything else. March the 20th at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Very, very special guest joining us for uh, this, the, uh, the eighth rendition. Of politics and planes All right, lots of great stuff coming up. Two guys who have served Central Virginia uh, for years and years and years, uh, Alan Sloniker and uh, Denny Prophet, two really well-regarded law enforcement professionals. They're both retired now, and they have an incredible podcast they've launched. Just a you know couple of local guys, if you will, called Badge to the Bone, and it is wow. It's funny. It's it, it's entertaining. It, it's certainly informative, and, and it's for everybody. By the way, I know it's called Badge to the Bone, so you think, oh, it's all about the police work. Now, uh, there's a lot about police work, but it's one of those. Uh, Heidi listened to it, and Heidi has exactly zero interest in any of my prior life in law enforcement. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you how little she cares, and she enjoyed uh, Badge to the Bone. Also, quick reminder speaking of prior life and law enforcement if you're with if you're with me on Facebook you got to see my first ID card photo uh, straight out of the police academy 1984 good Lord is it really 40 years ago it is but uh, there I am it is perhaps one of the worst photos photographs in the history of bad photographs, and and I, I do, I know, it looks like if I had a set of numbers under my chin, it would be a, you know, uh, uh, it would be a booking photo, it would be a mugshot. But anyway, I've got it posted on Facebook. You can take a look at it. Uh, the Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. While you're there, would you follow that page? That way, uh, you don't have to wait for me to tell you what's going on over there. It will always pop up and you'll know. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. I don't I haven't sent it out on X yet. I'll, I'll I'll get ready. I'll see if I can send it out there. It is 314 Jeff Cats News Radio WRVA. Twenty Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. It is Monday. I cannot tell you what the big surprise is, but I I found a little little note that says for politics and pines, which is March the twentieth at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Uh, we have a quote special special guest. That's two specials. When I know, you'll know. And at the moment. I don't know, because as you know, nobody tells me anything. But when they tell me something, I will tell it to you. Uh, But a special, special guest. So uh, put that date on your calendar, would you? Uh, March the 20th, the historic Beacon Theater. Coming in on the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Hey, Jeff, did you hear the press secretary today? She said Joe Biden does more in one hour than most people do all day. That's uh, Jeff out in Goochland. I did hear that, and I, I was trying to figure out what she had on the list of things that he was doing. Yeah, I, I, I was stumped as well. I, I really was. I, I mean, you get past uh, oatmeal, and, um, I mean, you got the Matlock marathon, the Murder, She Wrote marathon, but that would take more than an hour, I would think. Um, we're back to oatmeal. Oh, pudding and ice cream. True, true. Those, those could all happen, I suppose, in one hour. Um, and then I'm I'm stumped. I really am. I don't I have any idea what else this guy would do to uh, take up the rest of the hour, let alone a day. He is the most pathetic excuse for a president I've ever seen. And I I well again I, I I always say I think he's the presidential meat pup, but I think the real power is behind the scenes. For me, this is like the third term of Barack Obama. You know that's who's pulling those strings. And so it's going to be interesting. What can I tell you? We've got until November, the left is desperate, as they always are, to hold on to power. Why? Because it's, it's not about improving anyone's life. It's not. They don't care about whether you are happy or uh, living uh, you know, with um, uh, like freedom or liberty or being able to pursue happiness. Those are not priorities for them. That's not even on their list at this point. Their list is comprised of how they can extract the most from you to give to people that they've decided they like better. And if you don't have the opportunity to take care of your own, so what? Right? Your own family? Nah, sorry. These, these leftists are, are going forward with these ideas that would make your family members dependent on the government. Would have them look to the government before they look to you. I don't want children going hungry. Make no mistake about it. It's a reason that every opportunity that I've had throughout my life, I've always supported a wide variety of charities. And I don't talk about it on the air because I think that sort of negates it. But I think most of us are are sort of wired that way. And if somebody needs help, by God, I'm going to help them if I'm in a position to help. But this is not about helping. It's not about saying to kids who are hungry, hey, we're going to give you a meal. It is about saying to parents, you have no responsibility for your own children. Don't worry about it. We're going to take care. We're going to feed them breakfast and lunch and dinner. And, in fact, they're better off living somewhere that we choose as opposed to you. And we'll tell them whether they're boys or girls, despite what you know to be true. It's outrageous. Uh, Can I say thank you to somebody real fast? I know. Uh, I got two folks that made yesterday even better than it than it could have been, or should have been, or would have been. I enjoyed a beverage last night, which I posted, because I do this. We, we we bought a house with a bar in it, for God's sakes. I, I don't know why, but we did. Heidi and I joke about it, that had we purchased a house with a home gym through COVID, man, we would have been ripped. Instead, we we bought a house with a bar, and, well, maybe we are ripped. I don't know. But... I, I I got a uh, couple of bottles of birch beer cordial. It's an alcohol small bottle, like a nip bottle of uh, alcoholic birch beer cordial, and I put it into a uh, a nice tall glass filled with real actual Pennsylvania Dutch birch beer. So my buddy, uh, Miles Turner, had been up in Pennsylvania. I think he was running one of his uh, uniform Uber operations, but. Uh, he brought me back a case of birch beer, and I will forever be in his debt. And then uh, Stacy Cole, who's a buddy of ours from uh, Waves Hair Studio in Ashland. She does my hair. I-, I said it, right? Ordinarily, I would have a haircut. But because I go to Stacy and it's a salon, you know, she does my hair, right? Sounds a little off. But anyway, uh, she got me these little nip bottles of birch beer. Well, together, man, this, <laughs> I didn't care who
0: was. Call from mom. Answer it.
6: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
5: Played in the Super Bowl, I just thought, man, this is a good, good beverage. And I was really happy about it. I just got a note from Mike Ivy out of Journey's End Tattoo Studio, so guess what? Uh, Carl Leonard and I very soon will be headed out there much sooner than you may think to get our matching tattoos featuring the special Olympics logo because you stepped up to the plate and helped us raise $15,000 tomorrow morning. I'll be listening to John Reed. I I do every day, but tomorrow, why not? It's Tuesday. It'll be great stuff with John. I want to see you there. Three twenty six, Jeff Katz News Radio, WRVA. Cat's News Radio W R V A it is yeah it, <laughs> it is monday well good bad or indifferent, it is monday and we are talking about so much uh, i got to tell you that uh, i had the opportunity not too long ago to be on a uh, a great great podcast called badge to the bow now it's something that uh, i have personally been a fan of uh, i i love the content and when these guys asked if I would come on the show on their podcast I thought well yeah absolutely so I was thrilled to do it and I just wanted you to learn a little bit more about it simply because there's a lot of it that uh, relates to our community not all of it but it, it's just so well done and there's such great insight from uh, from these two gentlemen Alan Sloniker and uh, uh, Denny Prophet I'm, I'm happy to have both of you gentlemen here thanks for being here guys
0: Hey Jeff, how you doing? Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you having us on.
5: Absolutely. Now I don't know which which one of you wants to take the lead, but uh, somebody's (laughs) going to give us a a little background. Explain to everybody exactly who uh, Alan Sloniker and Denny Prophet are.
0: Oh wow! You want to take that one? Um, sure. Well, I mean, as far as Denny Prophet, I'm former law enforcement, um, former first responder good long time friend with al and we ended up having the discussion to come up with a podcast to help law enforcement yep and uh i'll let al give his
4: yeah uh, i was in law enforcement for 26 years retired this summer uh prior to that did ems did search and rescue been in public safety since well, i think both of us have been in public safety since we we're like teenagers yep and uh this was really i gotta give it to denny this was his brainchild um we wanted to do something to give back to the community. You know, you do this job long enough, and it does take a toll. I don't care who you are, whether you're a cop, you're a firefighter, a first responder, it takes a toll. And you, you get to a certain age, you see the chinks in the armor. Right. And, um, you know, you look around, and the people around you, you sometimes see people you know you love and you care about that are sometimes really struggling. So we wanted to do something to, as they say, stop the stigma and talk about, candidly, uh, mental health, mental wellness for law enforcement, first responders. And we talk about a variety of issues related to the profession, but that's really our go-to
5: this is one of the most beautiful parts about this and I, and i say it to both of you guys it is it is meaningful to those of us who have ever worn a uniform ever served in any way but it is informative and educational for people at this point all over the world with your uh, your podcast badge to the bone uh, people who have never worn the uniform and may or may not know somebody who is a first responder. Guys, they're able to listen to this and say, oh, I, I think I learned something. And, man, that explains a lot about whatever the situation was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and Jeff, I'll tell you, I'll be candid with you that, you know, I was one of the first responders that struggled and, And it had some damage. It had some, some impact. And so what helped me get through that and kind of find a light at the end of the tunnel was really hearing, you know, the stories and hearing things that other first responders had gone through. And it was very similar stories. So that's kind of where it prompted me to do that, you know, kind of tell my story, get that out there. And we hope that through our conversations, we can help first responders that are listening. And, you know, we also try to keep it light. When I mean, we talk about a serious topic and yes. we talk about serious issues, but we also try to still keep some, you know, some good old-fashioned cop humor in there and have it, you know, be an enjoyable conversation while addressing a serious topic.
5: Absolutely. I, I want to remind everybody, Denny Profit and Alan Sloniker are joining us. Uh, these two guys both retired from law enforcement. Uh, they've got a, uh, a podcast now called Badge to the Bone. They just started their third season and the the origin for this, Denny, as you point out, uh, sort of just sharing these stories. And uh, the three of us know, and, and anybody who's ever been involved with this knows, there was a time when when you were told, if you, if you were in law enforcement, look, j- just suck it up, guys. Just walk it off. I mean, yeah, sure, you saw the, the most heinous, disgusting vile act, but, you know, you got to answer another call, so just get your rear end back in gear. Don't dwell on it. And then you're left with these images, these visions. You don't want to share them with your family because you'd like to protect them. But, man, you've got to process this stuff somehow.
4: Oh, yeah. And, and you know, sometimes it is it, everybody's different. And sometimes it is, you know, those big instances of, you know, something horrible happens. Then other times it's just a drip, drip, drip over time. Um, and yeah, you, you, you got to get it out and going back, I thinking both of us can say for our Academy days,
1: mm-hmm.
4: nobody talked about this,
1: Right.
4: you know, you just, you just didn't talk about it.
1: And Jeff,
0: I'll tell you, you know, yeah. um, when I was going through things, when I had struggles, because when I came up through, that wasn't something you talked about. So people around me didn't know. Mm-hmm. And you know what, one of my best friends out here is on a podcast. He didn't know. I didn't talk to him because you just didn't talk about it, right. and that's what we're trying to overcome. We're trying to get beyond that to have these conversations to talk about what's going on and, and what you're feeling, what you're seeing.
5: Let me ask you about the differences. Where we're we're all talking here? Uh, none of us actively serving. Alan is the uh, the most recent uh, retiree, but even so, said, right twenty six years of uh, of service. Uh, is is there a change now if somebody's coming through the police academy in 2024? Is this going to be addressed there?
4: I think you're starting to see uh, a change mm-hmm. in the profession. I think you're starting to see leadership within the profession being much more willing to talk about it, um, to provide resources for it. I know that Department of Criminal Justice Services, for example, which regulates all law enforcement, law enforcement training in Virginia, um, they have started offering training and an annual conference, which is excellent, um, called the Impact of Trauma Conference that they will be offering again right after Labor Day in September. Both of us will be there. Um, I believe we're both going to be presenting there. So, yes, you're starting to see a change, and, and, and that's good. It's a very good thing.
5: Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is, and we talk, again, we could talk about it through uh, the prism of the rearview mirror. Yes, it's addressed. There's still, you know, there's still some attitude. Everybody's supposed to just get on uh, with what they're doing. But I, I'm so thrilled to hear that. And, and this impact of trauma, This this to me sounds really, really forward thinking.
4: Oh,
0: yes.
4: Yes. And they are looking to do this as an annual thing.
0: I believe this will be their fourth year, Denny. is that correct? Oh, man, I want to say this is probably seventh or eighth year. Oh, sorry for the conference. It's been actually been going on for quite a while.
5: That's incredible.
0: And not every not every
4: agency has has caught up and is providing these resources and, and treating this the way that they probably should be, but more agencies than not are starting to, to move that ball forward. And so we want to have these conversations and we, again, we talk a lot um, about other issues that Mm -hmm. are current uh, in the law enforcement community, but this, this is our go-to. And again, we want to keep it relatively light because we are talking about something that's so heavy. Yeah. We want to keep it light and we want to keep it accessible to people that are not, In the profession we want this to be a show that people you know who just are curious about the law enforcement profession or they love somebody somebody in their life that's in the law enforcement profession and they just want to understand more this is something they can tune into and hopefully connect with
5: your your presentation on each of these uh, episodes uh, I think is just off the chart and I, I shared this with you guys uh, from the very beginning uh, I'm a listener I really really enjoy the content but I appreciate what you're doing and you have the opportunity I mean here you are you're you're based right here in Central Virginia Chesterfield County but y- you are sharing this all over the country and, and you've had some some major major people uh, pop in to talk about it. one of the ones uh, one of my heroes uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dave Grossman. I mean, tell me about that.
4: Oh, yeah. He he, he was wonderful. Um, I think he connected with you initially, Denny. He,
0: he did. I, I was actually surprised. I, I thought it was a kind of a swing for the fences, if you will, to reach out and see if he'd want to come on to a, you know our little podcast. And yeah. he responded. And he put me in touch with his guy that schedules. And sure enough, he came right on. And it was a, a fantastic episode. And uh, he's actually coming back. He wanted to come back, and we're going to talk about his new book and, and you know do what we do, but he is coming back in March, I believe, to record again.
5: Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, one of the things that may strike some people as odd, but for many of us is completely and totally natural, and you guys have each alluded to it, it's the humor portion of it. Folks oftentimes <laughs> look at uh, a television show. I don't know. Law and order, uh, NCI, or whatever, and they think, well, there you go—that's police work. And I'm thinking no, uh, if, if you ever watch mm-hmm. the old Barney Miller show, that's <laughs> the banter, right? Come on, guys, you—yes, <laughs> right, griping about bad coffee and and and, and woe jeho would screw <laughs> this one up, and poor Barney's never going to make deputy inspector. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's that, and and you're so front. Uh, facing with the humor that I really think it opens it up to people who again wouldn't ordinarily listen but man they're a little taken aback but it, it becomes a tool doesn't it it does it you know it's
0: the humor helps you connect with folks the humor helps us you know kind of I don't want to say reconcile but kind of move through some of the things we've experienced it it gives that just that connection and I think everybody can appreciate some good humor Yep. But it really is important that our show can be listened to to anybody. I think Al really summed it up great. But that humor, I think, really helps kind of bridge some of those gaps, if you will. Yeah,
5: yeah. I, I, I absolutely think it does. Uh, Alan, you are, uh, without question, one of the funniest guys that, that I know. And uh, I mean that in a good way. No, stop it. I, I, I'm, making, I, I'm not talking about motorcycles or training. None of that stuff. So, come on. I'm just... I'm, but 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 how you, you i'm i'm not uh, speaking out of my ear here right you you have noticed as well of course 26 years you got to laugh you got to smile sometimes even when other people go man i don't know what's wrong with him but he's he's making jokes oh
4: it, i mean it it's 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 how you get through i mean you you cannot be in these types of professions and and not have a sense of humor you you have to and you know sometimes that humor can get kind of twisted and weird, but <laughs> but, but so. it it yeah, but it it's you know it's it's actually some of my best memories of the job yeah. are the funny ones
5: that's right that's right, uh beautiful, beautiful stuff, so give us an idea. I mean, you kicked off this is now your third season, and you were gosh, you were so kind you you i don't know if if, if Carl Grossman just canceled on you for that night or whatever it was, but you, <laughs> said hey would you come on It's like yeah absolutely we sat here we we could probably could have gone another three hours and not broken a sweat it's just so natural with you guys
4: oh thank you thank you Uh, I mean neither I've always been interested in radio and and talk radio um, and i I love the podcast phenomena if you will I listen to a lot of podcasts myself but we had never sat in front of microphones before. <laughs> so, um, it 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 was it was quite a learning curve, and there were some days we were ready to throw in the towel. Mm. But um, it was it's it's actually been something that you know we try to record at least once a week, and and really I look forward to the nights we record. Yeah, it's it's just fun.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it comes across. It really does. So what else is coming up in this season? You talked about Colonel Grossman coming back. Uh, any other folks that, I don't know, maybe we'd be sitting down going, wow, can't believe he's going to talk to them. You got plans for uh, for some other people? So, Jeff, I, I said, well, first, I do want to
0: address you being the opening episode. That was absolutely by design. Al had mentioned to me that he wanted to have you on. I was Absolutely, we got to have Jeff Katz on. We were dead set that we wanted to make opening episode Jeff Katz, so we appreciate that. Um, moving from there, we have Carl Gross is probably our biggest guest coming up this season right now. We're actually still scheduling people, but we just had a prior dispatcher with, uh, I think, almost 30 years she had out in California. Mm-hmm. And that we just recorded that, and that was a pretty great episode because we do befe- feel emergency communications is one of those areas that sometimes gets forgotten or is in the background. They yep. just had some legislation on that and unfortunately did not come through to kind of give them the equal um, benefits as other first responders. Hopefully that will change. But she's on. and That was a really great episode. We have a L.A. County Sheriff's deputy as well, retired, that's going to be coming on. We're getting ready to record with him. We have a local officer as well that um, I met personally, was a, a listener of the podcast, and he's going to come on and talk about things that he's gone through through his career, and I think that's going to be a really good episode.
2: I
5: love it man so for folks who are maybe hearing about it for the first time, I mean you know I want you to provide everybody with the, the the way that everybody i mean everybody ought to take a listen to badge to the bone because it's just it's entertaining and it's informative. but what is the best way to uh, to check you guys out?
4: Well, what we normally do is we Record and we drop to Spotify, so we kind of use Spotify as our primary platform. But you can find the show on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. We are on Amazon, we are on uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Odyssey, uh, i i iHeartRadio, yep. we're on yep. Pandora. We're we're on all of those platforms. They can also find us on our Facebook page, which is just Badge to the Bone. Okay. And we definitely encourage people, if, if you find us, please give us a listen. Please drop a like, follow us. That just kind of helps us out because um, we, we don't make any money for this. We do this just because we enjoy it. Um, but it helps us kind of extend our reach and see who's out there listening to us.
5: Well, uh, if, if I may offer one suggestion, my friends, you should offer some oh, yes. merchandise. Honestly, it's, you get some badge to the bone gear, cups, mugs, hats, Will? stickers. I mean, people <laughs> ought to be, no, seriously, people ought to be able to step up to the plate and say, hey, listen, we love what you're doing and we just want to show our support.
0: Well, Jeff, it's funny you mentioned that. Actually, we do have some merchandise. Um, we have t shirts, we've got hoodies, uh, we've got tumblers mugs, stickers. Stickers are always popular, but we do have some Badge to the Bone merchandise. And there's a link for the podcast store that you can find on our Facebook page.
5: Perfect. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get this shared on all of my social media. Remind everybody that can listen to Badge to the Bone. Uh, May already be listening to me on the Odyssey app. Easiest way, just, just look for Badge to the Bone, but we'll get everything up there Gentlemen, thank you again for allowing me to be uh, part of the kickoff for Season 3. And please, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great work, and I, I just think it's so valuable. I want you to to just, it'll be bumpy here and there, but please, just stay focused, stay positive, because it's it's great stuff, my friends. It's really, really great stuff.
4: Well, Jeff, thank you very, very much. That That
0: means the world to us. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks so much. We really do appreciate it.
5: You betcha. Thank you, gentlemen. That is Alan Sloniker and Denny Prophet. These are two of the finest people you're ever going to know. They've got a great podcast called Badge to the Bone. Uh, It is about opening up what really goes on in the law enforcement community, some of the challenges, some of the difficulties. There's so much humor there. Uh, Most of it's appropriate and, you know, sometimes it's not, but it is what it is. It's a great listen. Again, it's right there on your Odyssey app. You're listening to me there right now on your phone in the Odyssey app. Listen to Badge to the Bone and learn a little something. If you're in law enforcement or you were in law enforcement, you're going to feel right at home. It's like being in the locker room in a good sense. Uh, maybe at roll call. And uh, if you're not, maybe you've got a family member. You just want to know. Badge to the Bone. Uh, great, great podcast. Again, listen to it right on your Odyssey app. It is 351 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. 405 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. It is Monday. I got big news and I got even bigger news. Uh, first of all, the big news we, we've got a special, special guest for Politics and pipes. And I don't, I, that's all I know. So I'm just telling you, you got to make sure March the 20th is blocked out on your calendar so you can join us for this. It's going to be the 8th. Politics and Pints. Is that crazy? Yeah. Eighth one, the uh, historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. And I'm so press. See, let me explain something to you about Politics and Pints. I came up with a name. Initially, our uh, program director said, how about Pints and Politics? I said, "Nah, man, I don't want to. Politics and Pints, it flows better. And long story short, we've been off to the race. It's going to be the eighth Politics and Pints. And I also take great pride in the fact That Politics and Pints is presented by my friends at Chronic Care of Richmond. I've been associated with Chronic Care of Richmond now, I think it's three years. Love them. Dr. Brian Snyder, Janine Snyder, the whole team over there. They're just great people. And so it is Politics and Pints presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. And just added, we're going to have a red carpet. How cool is that? A red carpet carpet and who better to provide a red carpet than better floors yeah another company that i've been associated with Geez, better floors i think it's probably ten years at this point So very excited about all of that we got a lot of great stuff uh... going on and uh, i wanna share all of that with you and then the big 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 announcement it looks like it's about a week from now i finally get to tell you the next destination For the uh, Jeff and Heidi adventure you know we're going to uh, France uh, in uh, April we're gonna be there for the 85th anniversary of D-Day we're gonna start in Paris dinner in the in the Eiffel Tower and then cruise down the River Seine and uh, we go to Normandy but we're gonna have another adventure after that and you you just honest goodness you don't know I'm like bursting to tell people And uh, I'm not allowed to. So it's going to be like a week from today. All right? So stay close. Now, I want to share a couple of things with you uh, with this big game yesterday. I thought it was a great football game. I really did. I didn't have a dog in the fight, as they say. Uh, I have a a, a friend of mine that I've known, oh, man, it's got to be 20 years back when I was uh, doing mornings at uh, KXNT in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, I've known Tom since then. Tom had twins, and one of his boys, Jacob, passed away a couple years. He's 16 years old, for God's sakes. And he had always been a big-time Kansas City Chiefs fan. And I don't know. They had no connection to Kansas City, no connection to Missouri or Kansas, none of it. For whatever reason, he just loved the Chiefs. So I had a part of me kind of rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I got another dear friend of mine who's really one of the uh, the best talk radio programmers that I've ever worked with. And he's out in Phoenix now, and I've been friends with Aaron forever and ever and ever. And he has been a San Francisco 49ers fan since he was a little kid. So I thought, well, it'd be nice for him to win. But then I watched the actual game, and I thought, man, this is good stuff. It was It was really a good game, and either one of those teams could have won. I think what you saw... Towards the end, Patrick Mahomes has really grown and matured as a quarterback. I, and and you saw that. What I was really disgusted by was that Travis Kelsey. I get it. You're a big muscle-headed goofball. Okay. I mean, you're big-time football player. You're great at what you do. But you can't put your hands on the coach. You just can't do it. And I don't know how many kids were watching... Because you had a whole new crowd of people watching that game thanks to Travis Kelsey's uh, girlfriend, Taylor Swift, right? You had a whole slew of people who probably were not big into football to begin with, but they were watching, and if they were watching, they saw him act like a nitwit and throw a temper tantrum. That's what that was. But he's like eight feet tall and 600 pounds, and Andy Reid's about 105 years old. And, he, and he's putting his hands on him? No, that that's just absolutely outrageous, absolutely outrageous. So I I was very very disappointed in that. Very disappointed in that. I was very happy, however, when Patrick Mahomes after the game is over, Chiefs win, pretty clear. Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Uh, his first words: Take a listen to cut number four.
3: I got to give God the glory, man. He he challenged us to make us better. And I'm proud of my guys, man. This is awesome. It's legendary.
5: Yeah. Again, I don't know that it's legendary. (laughs) I really don't. I really, really don't. But I will tell you that it was absolutely fantastic, the game. And they did a great job. And I, I just personally... Watched Patrick Mahomes, Listen to Patrick Mahomes say that, and I thought, well, good for you. Good for you. Somebody else I thought really good about the other day, Marco Rubio. Now, you remember, I supported Marco Rubio for president. Why? Because I have his cell phone number in my phone. And I just thought, how cool would it be to say, well, I've got the cell phone number for the president. And I could dial it. I, You, know, you and I both know I could dial it one time. I'd be able to call him one time. Before one of his aides picked up the phone and said, don't ever call this number again. And within seconds, the Secret Service would be here to take my phone away. But at least for that one moment in time, I'd be able to say, hang on a second. Let me call the president from my cell phone to his. But all of that being said, Marco Rubio, I just think, has an incredible story. He's a, he really is a brilliant guy. And I want you to listen to what he, he, he did with uh, Jake Tapper from CNN. Marco Rubio explained... The real world. Even if Jake Tapper didn't want to hear it, cut number three.
7: Look, there are some things in that bill that we should do. You know, change the asylum standard and the like. Here's what else the bill did. You know, the bill basically creates an asylum corps. Okay, it it creates a bunch of you know thousands of bureaucrats, basically agents, asylum agents, that would be empowered right at the border. To either allow people into the country with an immediate work permit. Today they got to wait six months. You give them an immediate work permit, you're going to have more people coming. That's a huge magnet. Or they have the power to immediately release them and grant them asylum which now puts them on a five-year path to citizenship, which is what a lot of Democrats want. They want to turn a bunch of illegal immigrants into voters, into citizens, into voters, in the hopes that those people will then turn around and vote for them in future elections, grateful because they'll know who let them in. This the, this That's not, a huge problem. That doesn't solve the border. It makes it worse. This doesn't provide a path to citizenship for any of these people, just to clarify. But it but raises... Yes, it does. You, you absolutely n- it does. No, no, yes, it does. When you have asylum, you are on a path to citizenship. An asylum... When you get asylum, you are a year away from a green card and four years away from citizenship. But, Absolutely. But dumb. you said you approved and, and, and of it's the asylum. The changes. power to grant you asylum, not even a judge, a bureaucrat. Wow. Did you not love that? I mean, honest to goodness, this is Marco Rubio correcting
5: Jake Tappert. And this is this is so usual with leftists. Leftists do that sort of crap all the time. Blah, 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 blah. And they say it as if it's fact. Now, most of us just listen to it and think, "Eh, what am I going to do, waste my time? Why am I going to waste my time? I told you, I've adopted that whole sort of serenity thing. I'm not going to change the mind of these left-wing knuckleheads. I'm just not. And I'm okay with that. I, I got way more important stuff in my life that I'm handling. But... When they do that, it is so insulting and so offensive, and they, they they either don't know or they don't care. So they are either ignorant or apathetic. But they do it all the time, and Jake Tapper was ready to do it to Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio said, hey, uh, here, ho- ho- hold my beer for a second because I'm going to explain the truth to you. Jake Tapper did not like it, but God bless Marco Rubio for doing it. I don't know if we'll be talking about those sorts of things. We probably will, right? Politics and Pints. We get into everything at Politics and Pints. It's me. It's John Reed. It's uh, Howard Gutman. And I am told a special, special guest, not like a regular special guest, but a special, special guest will join us. So uh, even though we don't have tickets yet, uh, I, again, I'm, I'm I'm hearing they could be any day. But put that date on your calendar now. Please don't accept any other engagements. March the 20th, historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. And don't forget that the Chronic Air of Richmond text line is always available to you. 833 804 1140. 833 804 1140. It is 415 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. 421 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Hey, I've got uh, big stuff coming up tomorrow. I've got a day off. Uh, I don't want you to be uh, concerned, or well, you can be upset. I mean, that would be nice. Seriously, if you if you want to weep a little bit because I'm not here, I'm I'm not going to stop you. But uh, no no problems, no bad things. Just something going on that I I got to deal with. That's all. Okay, now. Having told you that, I want to remind you quickly uh, about the uh, Chronic Care of Richmond text line, 833-804, 1140, 833 says, Hey, Jeff, you need to do a public service announcement. Remind everybody to turn on their headlights. Okay. Well, consider it done. Yes, you should turn on your headlights. Uh, the rule is the wipers are on, the headlights go on. Simple as that. It doesn't work in the other way, though. You put your headlights on, you don't have to put your wipers on. But you put your wipers on... Uh, headlights need to go on. And I got news for you. I, I was out today. Uh, I was at the radio factory a little bit earlier. We were recording our February edition of the Lieutenant McTurn and Blue Friday Honor. And it, it's it's kind of slick out there. It really is. Uh, it's not just the roadways. Getting out of the car. I had to go, go to the post office and pick up some medicine. Uh, it is bad when you go into CBS. And they... It, I just want somebody there to ask me my name because it's a hi, Mr. Katz uh, yeah, okay, but i I guess you you just get to that situation but but it is slick it's not that heavy, heavy rain that you think, oh well, you're just gonna step in a puddle it's it's just enough, there's a lot of mist, there's still uh, i I saw earlier, there's still fog in some places, so. Just be aware of that. And again, tomorrow morning, uh, this nonsense will be in place. So if you need one more reason to uh, listen to John Reed, there you go. I hope that is the uh, the is the suitable, suitable reason. Did you see that Amazon actually was caving to the Biden administration? The Biden administration has been leaning on Amazon to censor books. I have shared with you so many times that I have, uh, I have hard copy books and you may or may not think it's crazy but when you take a look at your kindle your nook any of those devices you think you bought that right i bought that book i own that book i bought that movie i own that movie you really don't the provider still owns it so you bought yourself a copy of 1984 from amazon and it's on your kindle you think well hey I'm going to share this with everybody, until such time that Amazon capitulates to the uber-leftists and says, you know what, you're right, we're going to scrub that book. We're going to scrub that book. There's a series of emails which are available. I have them posted on the Jeff Cat Show page over on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. And it is all about... Officials inside of Amazon asking each other, am I reading this right? Did the Biden administration just ask us to remove books? And the answer was yes. The answer was yes. They were also pressuring Facebook to remove and censor certain memes, as well as information. Now, I'm not talking about uh, information that is untrue. I'm talking about completely and totally true information. Amazon was still saying, "You need to censor this stuff. It's outrageous." I've got a big announcement coming up at 4:33 uh, relating to me and Sheriff Carl Leonard. You do not want to miss that. And my friend Carl Carlson will be here. We'll talk uh, dollars and cents. It is 4:25, Jeff Katz News Radio, WRVA. 433, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA, Monday afternoon. Yes, it is dreary and rainy, and it's going to be like that uh, right through tomorrow morning. And and the roads are slick. I got news for you. I I found that out a little bit earlier today. The roads are definitely slick. Uh, All the more reason to uh, listen to my friend John Reed starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow, keep you updated on uh, uh, weather and traffic and all that other good stuff that's important. Okay. Uh, before I get to my friend Carl Carlson, I got an email uh, from our uh, uh, program. Uh, I don't even know what the titles are anymore. But he's he's like my supervisor. And he says, all right, Jeff, so you saw the note. Great. Here's what you can say. The person who is going to be our special, special guest at Politics and Pints is, and I'm quoting here, high profile and someone we all know. High profile And someone we all know. Okay. Well, you know what I thought immediately. I'm going to ask Carl if it's him. But it's Politics and Pints. March the 20th, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. It's presented by Chronic Care of Richmond, our red carpet sponsor, Better Floors. And the special, special guest, someone we all know and is, and I'm quoting here, high
3: Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
6: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used
2: with permission.
5: Carl Carlson, I, I I must ask, and I don't know if you're allowed, is it you? Are you our special, special guest for Politics and Pints?
2: Well, unfortunately, I'm kind of low profile.
5: Oh, I don't think that's true. I'm working to change that, Carl. That's my <laughs> mission. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> 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 uh. I will take that as a no. All right, <laughs> All fair right. enough. Uh, it is Monday though, and you are here, and you are always high profile in uh, in in my heart. I I love what you uh, you do for us, and I I gotta share something with everybody, and then we're we're going to talk about this whole peak sixty five thing that I've been made aware of. I reached out to you because I've been getting all of these uh, emails and solicitations. Number one, I'm getting solicited by credit card companies. I don't know why, but apparently my life would be better if I had one or two or ten of their cards. But also... (laughs) high yield savings accounts and so like american express discover it's everybody if you can think of them they've sent something and say hey we're gonna we will pay you 4.5 uh for a savings account so i did something and this really told me where i stood i called our main bank and we've been with them it's 15 20 years and i said hey do you guys offer high yield savings account? Oh yes, yes we do, Mister Katz. I said, well, I-, I would like to talk to you about what are they? Oh well, they're uh, they're about five percent. I said, oh that's wonderful. Uh, I said, so can I can I do that? Oh, no, it's only for new money. I said, well, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he said, if you're a new customer, we'll pay you that. I said, but but you're paying me uh, like a half a percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, no, I, I'm not going to share numbers, but I've got I got a a good amount of money with them. I said, so you could have somebody come in here for one-tenth of what I have. You'll give them 5%, and I've been with you for 10, 15 years and have 10 times more than they do, and you'll give me half a percent. And even the the poor guy on the other end, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either, sir, but uh, Dems de It sounds like girls. they
2: think you're low-profile.
5: No kidding. I don't well, know they what they're thinking. Right. Yeah, they put me right in my place, Carl. Uh, so <laughs> I, I want to talk about Peak 65, but tell me a little bit about high-yield savings accounts. Why is everybody now pitching these Why are so many credit card companies pitching people to, to sign up for new cards?
2: They're trying to get more money to lend out. Oh. They're paying you 5%, but they're charging somebody else a little more than that.
5: hmm Okay.
2: They're
5: 27%. Mm, yes, that's, that's just a tad more uh, yeah, than, than yeah. they would be paying me. <laughs> y- you and I are old enough to remember when like 10 12% was the norm for mortgages. Yeah. And even a few years before that, if you were at 20%, Dude, that was usury. That was the local mob guy that was charging you twenty five percent, you know? It was
2: Yeah, exactly. My first home loan was uh fourteen percent.
5: <gasps> oh my gosh. Fourteen percent. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. Well luckily your mortgage was only like five grand, so you were okay. Well, that's
2: true. <laughs> Maybe a little more. No
5: <laughs> more. All right. Now, listen. Enough of this uh, tomfoolery already. Tell me a little bit. Uh, I, I saw this phrase, peak seven, uh, peak 65, which I don't fully understand. What, what, what does that mean?
2: It's, uh, well, peak. We're peaking out with yep. people hitting the uh, age of retirement, age 65.
7: Oh, Okay.
2: And some they throw that number sixty five out there because that's when Medicare kicks in uh, and there are a lot of people that uh, kind of peg that as an age they're going to retire all right. because then they can get Medicare and they can get their insurance. Generally, a lot cheaper than if they were doing uh, private insurance or COBRA or something like that. So age 65, a lot of people retire at age 65, and one of those big reasons is Medicare, which most people used to think, hey, you know, when I hit 65 and uh, I start Medicare, it's free. Right. But not free. It's not free. No, it's generally about 170 bucks for people. That's the basic version of it. Okay. But the more money you make now, you get penalized and you have to pay more for Medicare. So if a couple is working and filing a joint on their tax return, if they make more than $190,000, then their Medicare starts going up. And it keeps going up the more they make, and uh some folks can be paying over five hundred dollars a month for Medicare, almost getting up to what you might pay for private insurance
5: exactly why why do they punish us for for trying to work hard and make more money? I don't get that, Carl, I really don't,
2: yeah, I know what it's a bummer
5: Wow, all right well, but
2: that's you, peak sixty five peaking correct. out at sixty five ton that's of true. people uh hitting that age, working people, that's maybe four million hitting that age for the next four years. That's 16 million people. And in the workforce, there's about 160 million people. So that's 10% of our workforce could be retiring at age 65. And there's, you know, people retire at age 55, 60, not just 65. So there, and there's not as many people entering the workforce now as there are leaving the workforce.
5: So I just need to make one observation, and I'm not a, a big-time uh, financial guy or a math guy, but I've seen Ponzi schemes operate, and the whole point of it is bringing more people in at the lower end. Uh, this could be <laughs> problematic if you have not prepared on your own.
2: Yeah, because that's uh, that's what's affecting our social security system yep. because it was uh, people coming in and people working were paying into social security, and what they were paying in was more than what was being paid out, Yep. so it was a pay-as-you-go thing, although it was never meant to work that way. Yeah. They were supposed to build money up over time, but... Um, and now that there's fewer people coming in, then what's going out, that's what's causing the uh, social security problem yep. where when you get your statement and your social security statement says, uh, we can't guarantee that we're going to pay what we promised beginning in about 2030, we can only pay about 70% of what we told you we could, but because we're warning you ahead of time, we're, we're good.
5: Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to send the same note to the mortgage company and let them see. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I'll keep you apprised of how that uh, you know all shakes out, Carl. Uh, how that
2: works for you. I'm sure it'll be
5: just fine. I mean, what the heck. So, I mean, look, I'm I'm biased at this because, as you know, Heidi and I are trusting you and the team at Carlson Financial, and I, I got two statements from Fidelity the other day, and I thought, well, eh, nice work, Carl. Don't understand it, but it's bigger, so good. Keep doing what you're doing. Um <laughs> But it is really, it's vital for people to be planning on their own because we can say whatever we want about Social Security, but man, it's, it's, it just is not shaken out the way that most of us would have expected. So So how do people today, I mean, they're looking at this peak 65 thinking, oh man, I got 10 years, 15 years, I got all the time in the world. They really don't.
2: No, you gotta, you have to really be good at this to get this right. And especially if I, I also think maybe the U S government forgot the second half of that, what that word means, social, they got that Yeah. security, Mm. security. You don't send a letter that says we can only promise about when it's meant to be secure. So you got to figure out how to make sure you got this thing working on your own. And uh, you can't wait until you're almost there and then, oh, no, we didn't get this right. And it takes a lot of work. A lot of people don't have pensions like they used to. So it's even more important to get it right and get it figured out and get your money safe with some of it. That's right. Because the nearer you get to retirement, you don't want to lose it because you don't want to keep working to build it up. But you need growth, too. Totally do. So that's tricky. Yeah, uh, It needs to be safe, but it needs to grow a lot. So that combination is where we specialize.
5: Right. Well, one of the things that I always do, Carl, I always suggest people go to connectwithcarlson.com, connectwithcarlson.com. You actually have that uh, free retirement toolkit there. Some people are intimidated by that. So just give everybody uh, a little lay of the land. What are they going to find at connectwithcarlson.com?
2: And so we're gonna there's a little checklist in there about how do I make sure I'm prepared correctly for retirement. There's a little something in there about taxes and uh, how do I make sure I'm getting myself set up appropriately for income taxes so I can minimize, really not only what I'm paying now, but minimize what I may have to pay and make sure I don't hit the tax torpedo at age 73. So there's a little something in there about that. How do you make sure you have guaranteed lifetime income that is truly secure? Mm -hmm. There's a little Mm -hmm. something in there about that. So we've got six different uh, booklets in there for people to be able to download that's going to help them make sure you're really well prepared for retirement. And if you're retired, that you can stay retired. Excellent.
5: Excellent. Excellent. Well, look, I, uh, I'm i a fan, as you know. Heidi and I are both uh, grateful for the uh, the work you're doing. And I just wanted to say, Carl, a uh, very happy birthday to you. I, I was made aware oh, of the fact you. that you, I, I can now legally buy you a cocktail the next time I see you. You are 21 <laughs> again, and
2: congratulations. Thank you, and um, I got a, I'm from Kansas. Yeah, so I got a pretty good birthday present oh, yesterday yeah. too. I forgot about oh man, so, like Steve burnt Chiefs.
5: ends, burnt ends all the way around for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. oh, good stuff, man. Well, listen, I I do appreciate you being here. I do appreciate what you're doing for us, and uh, I am very sincere when I wish you a happy birthday and congratulations on the Chiefs. Nice, uh, nice couple of days Thanks, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff good stuff that is uh carl carlson carlson financial 844 carlson by the way is their phone number 844 carlson uh, i would urge you to check out the website connect carl and the team put it up there for my listeners and you know somebody's not a listener may have heard from a friend that's okay it's got the retirement uh toolkit, little checklist there just get an idea where you are because the more bad news we hear about social security boy the more you got to be looking at your own prep work it is four forty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Raptor,
0: go. Vado, go. Guidance, go. Control, go.
5: TELCOM, go. Jinsai, go. Econ go. Sergeant, go. Captain Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Monday afternoon. Oh, poor Jeremy is dealing with all of my uh, my mess ups and screw ups. Uh, he's doing fine though. He's he's a professional. Uh, Usher was the the halftime show yesterday, and you know what? I it was like, the eh. Remember last year was with Rihanna last year who was pregnant, and uh, man, I, I don't know. Just some of her some of her moves were, yeah, I would say, inappropriate. I, I didn't think anything was bad with the halftime show last night. I wouldn't go out of my way to go back and look at it again, you know? Usher seems like a a, a safe choice, right? I, I've never heard anybody say, oh, man, I hate him. But the flip side is I've never heard anybody say, oh, man, I love him. Everybody's like, huh, eh, okay, yeah, I don't know. I can, I, I can go to the bathroom and get more chips. I, I don't feel like I'm going to miss all that. Much Uh, The game itself, I thought, was pretty good. Again, with the exception of the temper tantrum uh, from Travis Kelsey, which I just thought was inexcusable. I really did. And I understand you're dealing with, uh, not necessarily dealing with the brightest guy uh, in the world, and Travis Kelsey, although, you know, he's dating Taylor Swift. So, mm, just thought I'd offer that for the good of the order. But he's, you know, he's a big, goofy musclehead. And uh, that being said, I'm not surprised that he is doing that sort of stuff but you don't you just don't do that that's all that's all. i just wanted to say that oh my buddy dave saunders is going to be with us at 533 oh very cool because every year i get dave on you know dave's the uh, the king of uh madison of maine big advertising people and he's put together all these award-winning commercials it's like well if anybody's gonna know uh what was good or what was bad i think it's him matt dinardo over at uh eight news uh he had some stuff posted this morning and the three of us were going around and around on some of these spots so that was pretty cool but anyway dave will be with us at 5 and i told you i had a big announcement well i got two of them yes we've got a very very super duper well-known special special guest for politics and pints although I, I i still don't know who it is and i do know this february the 20th at high noon Chesterfield County Sheriff Carl Leonard and yours truly will be marching into Journeys in and Tattoo Studio in Powhatan. Journeys in and Tattoo Studio in Powhatan. And Mike Ivey will be giving each of us, Sheriff Carl Leonard and me, a tattoo of the Special Olympics logo because you stepped up to the plate and donated $15,000. Again, that is going to be high noon on February the twentieth, live on Facebook. Pretty cool. Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA Five O three, Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA Monday Afternoon. <laughs> uh my lovely <laughs> My lovely bride has sent me a video. You know, our, our friends back uh, in Massachusetts are getting ready for a foot plus of snow, depending on where you are. Like uh, my mother-in-law and my uh, her, you no, know, my brother-in-law. I, I, I don't get me started. But uh, anyway, uh, at my mother-in-law's house, they're they're talking. Uh, Heidi was saying, I think like uh, 12, 12 inches plus of snow, and then our old. Uh, Town just north of Boston they're talking about six inches of snow so it's one of those things you know when we used to live up there invariably my brother from uh, would, would call from Florida you know just to, just to check in and ask how the weather is And you think all right well let me just stick another pin in that voodoo doll um, now we get to you know make those calls but the the weird thing about it, Heidi sent me a video and it's it just coming up on my Facebook Messenger, and I, I, I'm not really looking closely at it because, in case you didn't notice, between 3 and 6, I'm otherwise occupied. And I just thought it was her mother's place. And I said, oh, is that, I gave the time. Said, no, that's here. That's you three years ago. Do you remember three years ago, right about now, we got snow? Like, like snow that you could, you could handle with a snowblower or, or a shovel? Yeah, three years ago, and how many years ago was it that Ashland in the area got about a foot of snow? Remember that? That's going to be about five, six years ago. Uh, we don't have that in the forecast. Just FYI, we got rain's going to be with us right through tomorrow. Um, right around fifty degrees, so I think we are safe with that. Couple of things that uh, we are dealing with, well, a lot of things that we're dealing with. We got politics and pints coming up March the twentieth. And you need to put that date on your calendar. It's a Wednesday evening. We're at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. Uh, Our uh, Politics and Pints is presented by Chronic Care of Richmond. Uh, Honest to goodness, uh, uh, Brian and Janine, the whole team, just always step into the plate, Chronic Care of Richmond. So they are presenting it, and I just got word two hours ago, my friends at Better Floors, my flooring company, uh, guess what? Uh, they're the red carpet sponsor. So this is just cool. I do know this. And it's not a lot, as you know, because believe me when I tell you, nobody tells me anything. But we have a special, special guest for Politics and Pints, And the description I got here, I'm going to quote it. This person is high profile and someone we all No, this person is high profile and someone we all know. I don't know anything else. I can't give you any more details. So those are the details as I have them. All right. Uh, Coming up uh, right at the bottom of the hour, my buddy uh, Dave Saunders from uh, Madison, Maine. Dave is always with us the day after the Super Bowl. And some years, I must confess, I've been far more focused on the uh, the commercials than the game. But this year, I thought the game was really good. I did. Uh, whether you are a Kansas City fan or a San Francisco fan, either way, you, you really can't take anything away from the game. I think everybody, as they say, left it on the field, and Patrick Mahomes is maturing. As a quarterback, remember the first time he made it to the Super Bowl? Well, he's playing against the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, I don't want to say manhandled him, but Tom Brady demonstrated what it's really like to be a field general during that game. You remember that. And Mahomes really seemed very upset, almost childish. Well, that's a few years ago. And Mahomes, like everybody else, getting a little bit older, hopefully getting a little bit smarter, a little bit more mature. He should have a discussion with that Travis Kelsey, get his act together. But um, he he did it yesterday. He just did it. And, and Purdy from San Francisco, I thought was really good. He'll be back. He, he's definitely got it. But that that's his first time in something like that. And you could you could just see it. You could just see it. All right. Now there was political stuff going on. I know this is not a sports station, but you know, I live in the real world, so uh, I do what I do. Uh, let me give you some of that. I I will remind you, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. And no, oh, no, no, seriously, it's okay. It's okay. You're 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 welcome. But uh, all of that being said, uh, th- there was uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Joy Reid, who has decided, as you may or may not know. Uh, Everything is somehow racist, and she declares things to be racist that, for the life of me, I just can't figure out how they're racist. Well, she's at it again with um, somebody, Ellie
3: Mistel. Uh, Just take a listen. Uh, Cut number one. It's almost like the state's rights argument was invented by white supremacist patriarchs to allow the states to keep black people and women under control. And that's the only thing the argument is good for, because when we try to use it for anything else, apparently it doesn't matter. It's almost like that's what we're seeing, isn't it, Joy? Look. It's it's almost. the, The irony is rife here. When we talk about elections, you're absolutely right to bring up abortion and Mitchell and his kind of torturous role through all of this. He's the through line um, um, through all of this uh, uh, hypocrisy. But when we talk about elections specifically, let us not forget that it is the conservative justices who consistently tell us that the states have the right to restrict voting access, restrict uh, early voting access, um, keep felons off the ballot, that every state has the right to keep people from accessing the ballot, but now yesterday they turned around and said that the states don't have the right to decide who's on their own ballot. John Roberts literally act like it couldn't possibly be his job to know, because if he might have to make one ruling for Colorado and a whole different ruling for Texas, how could he live (laughs) at such speed when he's literally the same guy who says that Texas gets to gerrymander however it wants and Colorado gets the gerrymander however it wants, and New Jersey gets the gerrymander however it it wants. So, the hypocrisy was deep, and yes, ironic, but also troubling, and also again, just shows the intellectual paucity of the entire conservative argument here.
7: And, And the thing is, let's not also forget that John Roberts, Amy Coney Barrett, and Brett Kavanaugh were on the team that decided that Florida gets to decide who the president was in 2000. Let's just not forget that either.
5: Oh, okay, let's not forget. I, listen, I, I would say this to those two folks, because that Ellie, Eli, Elle, I don't even know. It's, if you've seen the imagery, um, I just got a Facebook message that said, you know, he he looks like a cartoon character. I, I would agree with you. I mean, really, just a bizarre look. But, gang, if everything is racist, then nothing is racist. You, you take all of the oxygen out of the room where there's a discussion if you want to tell me that racism exists in the year 2024 I will agree with you I think there are horrible horrible people who are bigoted and racist but you can't put it into every single solitary thing and, and you'll notice that that uh, the character throwing around some of the favorite buzzwords right uh, it's a white supremacist is the patriarchy it's uh, no it, it, the, the, the question sir and madam Does the state of Colorado, through their state Supreme Court, have the ability to simply take somebody off the ballot to wit former President Donald Trump for a crime that he has never been charged with? How does that happen? That's not racist. And just to sort of prove to you that it's not conservative either, this is looking like it's going to be a 9-0 decision from the Supremes. Everyone left, right, and center says, no, that, that that's just wrong, it can't happen, can't go that way, no, no, no. Now, they're going to be upset about that, those two. Believe me when I tell you, they'll be, oh, there'll be another edition of uh, uh, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever her show is. And, and they'll, they'll trash it as soon as the decision comes down. And my sincere hope, my fervent prayer is that it is nine to nothing. Because it should eliminate the partisan, racially-driven garbage that we hear from folks like uh, people on MSNBC. This is about what is right and what is wrong. And I, I know we don't uh, get involved in that very much. Right or wrong? Whoa, no, It's, it's all how you feel, Jeff. It's, it's all subject to... No, some things are just right or wrong. And in this case, uh, this is going to be constitutional or unconstitutional. It, it should be a real, easy matter to address it is 514 jeff katz news radio wrva 521 jeff katz news radio wrva it is monday oh yeah all right all right it's it's monday what can i tell you uh, do yourself a favor and take a deep breath. We'll move on through the week. I promise you just a quick reminder. I don't want you to get scared. I don't want to think, you, you know, it's a Tucker Carlson moment, but I'm not going to be here tomorrow. That's all. Okay. Uh, shan't be here tomorrow, but uh, Wednesday, assuming everything, you know, is going the way it's supposed to, God willing, as I always say, I'll, I'll be back on Wednesday. John Reed will be here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. You want to make sure that you are here for John's program. Also, uh, February the 20th at 12 noon, you'll want to put that on your calendar. That's the day and the time that Chesterfield County Sheriff uh, Carl Leonard and uh, me, your humble host, uh, we will be getting together at uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio. In Powhatan, and live on Facebook, we will each be getting the Virginia Special Olympics tat- uh, logo tattooed on us. Uh, Carl is definitely getting it on his calf. Uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly where I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm still thinking it's it's an upper arm sort of a thing. I would say bicep, but I'm, I'm looking at my upper arm and I'm thinking, well, there was a bicep there at some point. But, you know, that general uh, area. So that will be live. And that's all because we were able to raise $15,000 for Special Olympics. I have no idea what Carl's going to come up with for next year. Because last year it was like the ghost pepper and, and the, the, the Grim Reaper chip was one year. And this year it's getting the Special Olympics logo tattooed. I, I don't know if I'm on board for next year yet. Uh, you Remember Jen Pisaki? You remember Ms. Psaki, right? Our uh, former minister of propaganda, little red lying hood. Uh, She's now lecturing the media. (laughs) I know you're shocked on how they are and how they should cover Joe Biden. Take a listen to cut number two.
3: If you're sitting in the White House and on the campaign right now, you're absolutely banging your head against the wall at the way that the Thursday report has been covered. Given all of the things that have happened this week, including, and I know you asked Chris Christie about this, the fact that Donald Trump yesterday suggested that Vladimir Putin should have free reign in attacking NATO allies. And what do we see when we wake up this morning? Wall to wall coverage of whether a guy who's four years older than his opponent is too old to be president. Yeah. And we are going to get to NATO.
1: Part of the job to to bring that to the front is the president's job to bring that out and attack his opponent. I mean, the president is not taking the opportunity on Super Bowl Sunday. He's not taking really any opportunities, and we hear him time oh, first and of all, again. First that's
3: not true. It's not being covered. He has traveled just as much as Donald Trump, as Barack Obama... It is hard to break through the cloud of Donald Trump in this media environment. That is true. You know
1: as well as anyone, he's done fewer interviews, fewer press conferences than his predecessors. And we hear this, we heard from from the, his, his spokespeople earlier. We, we're, we're led to believe that there's two Joe Bidens. There's one behind closed doors who's super sharp, who's, who's we, we, he's, he's not shown his age at all. And then when he steps out, we see him every time. It's just not there. And we have to imagine there are people making a decision because they are behind closed doors with Joe Biden. And they are also seeing some slippage.
6: And um, Omna, the challenge for the Biden campaign and for the president, President is changing voters' minds right. because when you look at the polls, seventy-six percent. We're not talking about fifty percent. Seventy-six percent say they have these concerns.
5: Insecurity. Oh my! Oh, 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 I think I've got a case of the vapors. Oh my goodness! Oh, 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 even the left-wing pinheads have become aware of just what a feeble, feeble person Joe Biden. And Jen Psaki can sit there and lie all she wants. Everybody can see for themselves. Who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? That's what she just said. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., make sure you are here to join my buddy uh, John Reed. Always great stuff with John. Gary Hess does a great job with news. Coming up in a couple of moments, another good friend, Dave Saunders from Madison, Maine. We'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl commercials we do every year. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRPA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It's a Monday afternoon. I, I've got to ask you to hold some stuff on your calendar. March the 20th at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell. It's the next Politics and Plains. Can you believe it's number eight already? It's Is it five years, six years? It's a it's long time, it seems like. And, and I think they just keep getting better and better and better. And this one coming up in March... Uh, I, I know we don't have tickets yet, but I, I think, well, you know, I don't want to say it out loud, but I, I've heard rumors that the tickets could be going on sale really soon, you know, like any day. Uh, and as soon as we know, I, I swear to you, I will let you know. But I did find this out because I found a note. I was at the radio factory today to uh, record our Blue Friday segment and I uh, found this little uh, three-by-five card. That we're going to have a special, special guest for Politics and Pints this time. So I thought, oh, okay, I mean, two specials. Uh, last time when we had uh, Governor Doug Wilder there, he only rated one special. So I thought, well, that's, that's going to be interesting, I suppose. But I, I got a note from uh, our supervisor who said, hey, listen, I'm not telling you who the special guest is. Great. Once again, nobody tells me anything. But, says I can tell you this, really prominent, everybody knows who they are. Wow. Okay, so all I can tell you is put that date on your calendar. Really simple as that. Please. That's March the 20th, the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell Politics Plains. And then, just confirmed with uh, Chesterfield County Sheriff Carl Leonard, uh, he and I said, if we can raise X number of dollars for Special Olympics of Virginia, we'll do something crazy. Well, actually, Carl came up with the idea, and then my big mouth said, Oh, well, I can go along with that if we raise an extra five grand. Well, long story short, $15,000 raised. And so, Carl and I will both be venturing on uh, February the 20th at 12 noon to Journey's End Tattoo Studio in Powhatan. Yep. And then on a live Facebook broadcast, we will each be getting the Special Olympics logo tattooed uh, somewhere on our delightful bodies, right? And that what Rush used to say, somewhere on my, uh, yeah. Uh, Carl's definitely getting on his calf. I, I still am trying to figure it out. And no, I'm not doing the Mike Tyson side of the face thing. I love the Special Olympics, but even I have limits. Dave Saunders, who you know is uh, like the king of marketing and advertising, Madison and Maine. Uh, He's, well, I don't know if he does have limits. I think he does. Uh, He every year joins us. We just go through some of the great stuff from the uh, Super Bowl. Oftentimes it's the commercials that are the best things. Although this year, I got to tell you, I thought the game was pretty good. And uh, Dave is joining us. Good afternoon, sir.
8: Good afternoon, Jeff Katz. No limits. That's my motto. No limits. That's That's my motto right there. Absolutely. No limits. But I commend you uh, I commend you and Sheriff Leonard for uh, going the extra mile getting a tattoo. I'm afraid of needles, and I'm afraid I can't get one. Sorry. Wait
5: a minute. They're tattoos? I mean, it, needles involved with tattoos? Nobody told me that, Dave. I thought it, it's, it's like a magic marker, and after a few days, you just wipe it. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep everybody apprised of how this whole thing works out. This year the game was pretty good, which may have taken away from the commercials. But I'm curious to know because you and uh, Matt DeNardo from uh, from Eight News and I were sort of exchanging things this morning. Uh, I thought the Bobby Kennedy ad was really, really good. What did you think?
8: Oh yeah, absolutely. Made my top three. You know, I don't want to get into the politics of things, right. but think about when was the last time you saw a political ad in the Super Bowl? It's been a it's been a while. I mean, one. Uh, you know, you you don't generally wouldn't put a political ad in February if you're trying to get elected in November because people would forget. But for uh, RFK Jr., I think it was a stroke of genius because the majority of people that saw that last night were probably confused, as were a pe- couple of people at the party I was at, and they were like, "Hey, there's a Kennedy running for president." Um, and for $7 bucks, if you think about it, he created more awareness in 30 seconds than his campaign has created so far. So yes, he did. Uh, the PAC responsible for that got a good agency. They did a, a, a great ad, uh, and it kind of went with the overall theme of the night, or one of the overall big themes, which I thought was nostalgia. I mean, you know, yes. Um, yes. there was a lot of nostalgia in the uh, spots last night.
5: So you said you've got a top three. Give me, give me some of the other ones that you thought, as a, as a career ad guy, somebody who has been crafting award-winning messages in, in 30 seconds or less for, for a long time, what were the other ones that really just jumped out at you, Dave?
8: You know, uh, uh, Google Pixel was also in my top three. Uh, Google's really stepped up their game in the last couple of years. And, and one of the reasons I liked it because it created an emotional attachment with a person who who had, you know, lost a partial sight, yes. but also integrated the idea of the product with these fuzzy photos and the AI uh, part of Google Pixel telling him you know, got two faces in the, in the screen, two faces in the screen, and then they have the baby and it's a third face in the screen and you get it, you know, without mm-hmm. seeing everything in the ad. And I just yes. thought it was a great... Uh, a, a great uh, um, showcase of the features and benefits in addition to creating that emotional attachment.
5: Yeah, the emotion uh, Google. was right there. You're right. I mean, that was uh, that was pulled on your heartstrings. And, and at least initially, uh, as I was watching, as Heidi was watching, you really were drawn in because you weren't exactly sure where it was going to go. And you don't have a lot of time to get it out there. But, boy, Google did a great job with that one.
8: Yeah. And there were also some really good spots, but I think they ruined them because they released them early or they teased them in the wrong way, oh. that sort of thing. Yep. Um, you know, um, but, but one that really did stand out, I thought was pretty amazing, was that uh, Volkswagen um, ad last night, the oh, VW yeah. ad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was 30 seconds. You know, it, it positions, you know, uh, Volkswagen is like an immigrant coming over in 1949, you know. Yep. And by the end of that ad, it was so ingrained in American culture, I thought, you know, VW must be a, an American company, <laughs> but it's not. You know, and and uh, you know, I had cameos in there from cameos in there from Bart and Lisa Simpson and Herbie yep. the Love Bug, and yep, yeah, and yep. it, it just went through the fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties, and it was really great to see that evolution of that brand and uh, a great platform at the end, along continuing their electric vehicle uh, sometime soon out of New York, and so the the uh, the immigration uh, through Ellis Island and through New York becomes you know full circle so it was just yes. a really well done spot
5: now i have to ask you because this is one where i think uh, matt DeNardo and i disagree speaking of immigrants who have become american icons uh you've got arnold schwarzenegger and the state farm ad and <laughs> i know matt yeah matt loved it and i thought well, i thought it was okay and danny devito was o. for for me it wasn't an award winner though
8: No, part of the thing is that um, there are a lot of mainstay advertisers, and and, and you get them like uh, uh, T-Mobile and State Farm and others, and they have a line of spots that they do all during the NFL season. Mm -hmm. And they have to keep that line going by doing something that's kind of ridiculous with the main characters and do that again. And I thought that the spot, you know, it was funny. It's a joke. It's like a good neighbor. State Farm yeah. is there, yeah, yeah. you know, fine. Okay, but that's the joke. But, yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's already been there, so it doesn't rise to the top. Is it memorable? Yes, because they've done a good job keeping that whole theme going through the entire year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, generally when you get to the Super Bowl, you've got to bring out your A game. And I don't know if State Farm necessarily did. So yeah. I would side with you on that as opposed to uh, – our good friend Matt but uh, you know as soon as I post this everybody either agrees or disagrees and most people disagree so and and I'm okay it's like hey they're just ads you know what I mean right right (laughs) I want to remind everybody uh,
5: my friend Dave Saunders is joining us Uh, Madison in Maine is is, his agency has been forever he's all now you're also in the restaurant game and I want to talk about that because you're bringing some stuff local and while we're talking food, I thought two standouts, again, for me, uh, I love the Dunkin' stuff. Heidi and I immediately went on the Dunkin' website. All that clothing was sold out. Loved seeing, look, we were Tom Brady fans, as you know. And then Uber Eats. God, I thought it was great to have Ross and Rachel, the whole gang there. And no offense to Usher's halftime show, but I thought his work in the Uber spot was probably his best work of the
8: night. <laughs> yeah, you know one of the things. The other big uh, theme of the night is celebrities. I, I cannot recall a time ever where there's been this many celebrities, and and, and a lot of them. Really, what I, I I say is they tried to shove twenty pounds of celebrities into an eight pound bag, right? And and that doesn't work for most things.
2: Yeah,
8: uh, it worked for Duncan. Yeah. I will give you that. I okay. thought that worked out really well. And also just the performances in that and the cameo with Brady, yeah. you know, on the, on the other side, you know, Tom Brady was in a spot for MGM, that MGM, you know, and the, and the premise yes. there was that MGM is for everyone except Tom Brady. Cause you've won enough Tom, that's you right. know, and that's, that's right. it's cute and clever, but uh, you know, the, um, you know, the celebrities, by the time I got to halftime, I'd seen so many ads I, with celebrities I was looking for something else that was kind of original. Okay. And uh, I was like, you know, the, I, I get it. Um, but then on the other side of the equation, there were you know a fair amount of spots where I think people spent a whole lot of money and got, didn't get a lot for it. Oh, all right.
3: Give,
5: give me a couple of your, uh, your, your, your flops of the game.
8: <laughs> well, TurboTax, I thought, was an absolute flop last night. Unless you know the show that the young lady's on. You're not going to have an instant identification with that, but also the premise behind it. Who wants to think about filing taxes and handing over money to the federal government during the one moment where you can get together with friends and relax and the whole country gets together as one and and celebrates another party? They had a a QR code that was inviting you to start your taxes Mm. during the game. Mm -mm. Um, Mm -mm. Probably, Mm -mm. I'm guessing, not a lot of people did that.
5: (laughs) Oh. Well, maybe they needed to—they uh, needed to have Tom Brady snapping the QR code, and uh, well, maybe next year for that. Yeah. Hey, tell me about your restaurant empire, please.
8: <laughs> well, it's—it's qu- it's not quite an empire, my friend, but I appreciate you asking about it. Yeah, uh, as you know, I'm from uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. You know, we're at smack dab in the heart of Virginia. When I was five years old, I went into a diner called the Texas Inn. My dad was a firefighter. My mom was a nurse. Um, fast forward, uh, you know, 45 years later, um, I buy the restaurant. Yeah. And Francis is still working there, the lady that waited on me when I was five years old. It's like family for me. So yeah. I bought them, fixed them around, I turned them around, fixed them up, and then uh, found out people... Like this nostalgia, this 88-year-old restaurant with the uh, red stools and the silver lunch counter. So okay. I opened one in Harrisonburg back in 2022, and I bring in one to Richmond uh, this spring. Uh, can you tell us where it's
5: going to be so I can, like, stake out a stool now?
8: You got Well, I have an NDA. The lease is almost there. I'm purchasing okay. an existing oh. restaurant here. All right. All but right. I can tell you that it's near Boulevard and Broad. How's Ooh. that? Wow!
5: Wow, that's going to be a great location. Oh my gosh! All right, so springtime is the is the opening for the uh, the new, and you're, it's still going to be the Texas Inn, right?
8: Yes, sir. We're going to pray oh, for May. I love you know it. God willing, and the creek don't rise, and we can get everything sorted with the fabulous city of Richmond, who is always so easy to work with. <laughs> Uh, May,
5: June, September's a nice time to, Well, whatever, no, no, I'm, I'm I'm pulling for you, brother I, I so want this to, to, to come off when you want it to come off Dave, man, I always appreciate you being here We gotta get y'all more than just uh, the Super Bowl But it's always great stuff And uh, thank you, and I'm, I'm looking forward to trying one of those uh, famous meals At the Texas Inn when you bring it local
8: You got it, and hopefully it won't be Thanksgiving dinner, my friend <laughs>
5: <laughs> <Here's open. laughs> that is Dave Saunders. Dave is just honest to good. He's just one of the best guys out there, a career ad guy. And I, I love, you know, like Mad Men. I mean, Dave was in that world, still is. And uh, really great analysis on some of those uh, good uh, commercials. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Hmm. Yes, yes. Susanna seen Hoffs, seen Bangles. A- Oh, God, I've, always loved their I've had a uh, a long term relationship with Susanna Hobbs. I mean, she's she's blissfully unaware of it, but I have been a fan for uh, many, many, many years, and uh, I just I just love that song. I I, I don't know the, the usher thing last night the uh, the halftime show. I thought it was okay, and, and it's weird to me because the halftime show I think needs to be or well doesn't need to be it should be memorable. Right, where people the next day say, oh man, did you see such and such? I thought it was a very safe choice with Usher. Because, I said this earlier, I know there are people who like him and he's been doing it a long time and he's a talented guy. But I don't ever hear people saying oh my god i love usher god i gotta set us out time to uh to make sure i'm there for the halftime show or on the other side oh i hate him oh that's awful it's just sort of like oh okay we're having sandwiches yeah that's that's that yeah that, that that's fine that'll work so what can i tell you But I thought it was a good game, and I really, I I know uh, I have totally, totally, totally messed up uh, my poor friend, uh, Germ. And so, Germ, do me a favor. We're going to have leftovers tomorrow. I'm just giving you the heads up. We got some really good leftovers. uh, But I want to be fair to those leftovers, and I do not want you to miss this. Because there's some kids, I know, watching the big game yesterday, who saw that big dope Travis Kelsey throw a temper tantrum, put his hands on Andy Reid, which was appalling. But Patrick Mahomes, after winning the game, take a listen to this guy. Cut number four.
3: I was got to give God the glory, man. He, he challenged us to make us better. And I'm proud of my guys, man. This is awesome. It's legendary.
5: Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't go along with the legendary part. Although, uh, they're they're pretty doggone good. And they are absolutely going to be uh, remembered uh, as as we go forward. Believe me. Great, great quarterback. But. I love the fact that he gave all the glory to God. All right, listen. I want you to have a fantastic evening. Please beware the weather. It is slippery out there. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again on Wednesday, starting at three. Jeff Katz News Radio W R. Adios, and bye.